Hey everyone, Little Miss Gamer here this week to talk to you guys about a game that I've been playing for quite a few years now, and that is Star Tropics, a game about a kid named Mike, the quest for his uncle, and proof that anything can be turned into a weapon in a video game, even a yo-yo. <laughs> now the ad campaign for this game back in 1990 was super great, and the commercial is what really sold me on the game. It really, really made me want to play it. And when I went to go find a copy of that commercial to be able to show you guys in this review, I couldn't find it anywhere. I searched all over the internet. I typed in anything I could think of in YouTube and I couldn't find it anywhere. So if anyone out there on the internet has a copy of this commercial or knows somebody that does, if you could just email me here at littlemissgamer at pbcproductions.com and let me know, it would be great to be able to share that with the world so that more people could see or remember that awesome piece of nostalgia. But anyways, let's get to playing this game. <laughs> So here we go, Star Tropics, a game filled with mysticism, small islands, and the occasional glass of coconut milk. <laughs> now, you play Mike, a kid from Seattle, Washington, who is out to visit his uncle, Steve Jones, who works on this island called Sea Island. You uh, take this helicopter as an excursion to his laboratory, and when you get to the nearest town, Coral Cola, you find out that your uncle, he's been abducted. And then in order to rescue him, you're gonna have to make your way through all these mazes, caves, and tunnels. And the only thing that you have to defend yourself with is a yo-yo. You find out later from a message in a bottle that not only has your Uncle Steve been abducted, but he's been kidnapped by evil aliens. Evil aliens! Not nice friendly aliens that want to make peace and learn the ways of our planet. Oh no, he's 
specifically writes evil aliens, the kind that want to take over our planet, eat us, or worse yet, hold Uncle Steve hostage until we can finally get through the game far enough to rescue him. <sighs> the game starts out fairly easy. In fact, a skilled player can get through the first few levels pretty quickly. However, then the difficulty starts to rise, and you begin to wonder, am I ever going to save my uncle? <sighs> As with a lot of games from this era, unlike games of today, it was ridiculously hard. There is definitely a level of perfection in playing this game that needs to be met in order to survive, and in order to meet that, you have to play the game over and over and over again, getting just a little bit further every single time. It's enough to drive you a little crazy. But I do find that the frustration does tend to subside a bit if I take breaks. Sometimes for a couple hours, sometimes for a couple days, and sometimes a couple years. The towns that you visit are slightly entertaining. I mean, the creators of the game like to throw in little things here and there to make the dialogue a little lighter and more fun. They also have a running island theme going on. <laughs> Coral Cola, Mira Cola, She Cola? Yeah, you get to dress and drag at least. <laughs> The enemies in the underground cave are fairly standard. They all have some semblance of a pattern that allows for weak points to be spotted. It's interesting to me that the enemies that you see in level 1, like the bats, continue to be a nuisance throughout the game, even as it gets into the really difficult levels. Easy to kill, but like a lot of things with this game, annoying to deal with. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a really fun game to play, but man, can it get challenging. Well, at least there's save points, so that way you can pick up where you left off. But even then, you're only starting at the beginning of the level, no matter how far you got. Other cool things about this game? You get to walk through mountains. You get to ride on a submarine. You get to save a dolphin. And you get swallowed by a whale. Now, I'm not gonna give it all away, but those are definitely some of the awesome adventures that lie in store. And then there's the letter. <laughs> ah, yes, the infamous letter. Now, I happen to still have the original box that my game came in, and that includes the instructional manual and the letter. And I can also understand how frustrating it would have been if you had rented the game for a weekend, or maybe if you bought the game used and you didn't have this stuff, because you definitely get to a part of the game where your little buddy in the subsea submarine NAVCOM says, hey, hey Mike, I'm ready for the code. Anytime you're ready, just take that letter, dunk it in some water, and then give me the code. But if you didn't have this, well, I guess that would be really difficult. But if you did have this, I'll tell you, that is so, so cool to have a tangible piece of the game. I mean, look, this is the letter from my Uncle Steve to me, Mike. And look, if you take some water and you just put it over the letter, look, there's a secret message right there appearing 
before your eyes. It's magic. And that is one of the things that makes this game just really, really awesome. But a lot of people didn't have access to really awesome things like this. So I guess that's why Nintendo Power ended up publishing the code in one of their issues. <laughs> Even though the ad campaign was pretty great, the gameplay, fun and interesting, and the graphics and the music, fairly good, it didn't do as well in sales as Nintendo had hoped. Now, many point this to belief that Star Tropics is just a Legend of Zelda ripoff. Well, yeah, I guess there are similarities. I mean, you have the Potion of Life, the big hearts, and even the intro screen is pretty much the same, but there are definitely some differences, and most specifically, the linear versus non-linear storyline. In The Legend of Zelda, you get to kind of freeform, choose, and explore your way throughout the land of Hyrule. Whereas in Star Tropics, it is completely linear. Say you need to save the chief's sick daughter, and you have to go into a cave and fight all these enemies and bad guys. Well, you're not even allowed to go into that cave until you talk to the chief, see his daughter, make sure that she's sick, and then possibly even talk to every single person in the town before you're even allowed to go and fight the bad guys. It can be a little methodical. But one of the things that I'd like to point out, which is the main objective of this game, is that unlike a lot of other games where you have some girl who has been abducted, kidnapped, or gotten herself into some other kind of really bad situation that she can't get out of on her own, you're saving your uncle, a family member no less. <laughs> I mean, that is so cool. Yeah, for not playing into stereotypes and gender roles. So, if you haven't played this game before, I would definitely check it out. However, be sure to set aside a good chunk of time since you're going to be figuring out puzzles and mazes. <laughs> well, and most of the time just trying to get through the levels without dying. It is a game that requires a good deal of dedication. But if you keep at it, at some point, someday, you will rescue your uncle from the evil aliens. I just know it. Okay. Let's go read some viewer mail. Come on. <laughs> hey everyone, Little Miss Gamer here this week from Rockaway Beach doing viewer mail. I thought it would be a perfect location for the Star Tropics review. <laughs> um, we have a lot of responses from last week's uh, Little Miss Gamer Gyrus review about using or not using codes. So I'm gonna read you guys some of those responses from Pete. As today's prices for video games, it seems a waste of money to cheat your way through it. You might as well find a video of someone playing through the game and just watch it. You get the same experience and you didn't pay $60 for it. <laughs> From Ralph. Thing is, when playing a game, people should never forget why they're playing it. To have fun. And I don't know about you, but I wouldn't have much fun with a game anymore if you have to play through 19 levels again and again just to face that one boss which you never seem to beat. Yeah, that's true. I have a very demanding job and cannot play as much as I used to and want to. 
So when I get stuck on an RPG or a vicious boss on a game like Devil May Cry 3, I seek aid. Be it a code or a guide, I simply cannot afford to lose as much time as I did learning every nuance of a game in order to dominate it. And it's a shame, because the feeling of satisfaction has never been the same. Even so, I still think you should never use a code or a guide before you tried the game at least a couple times. That would be pointless. And you'd pass on what you could have and you'd pass on what could have been a great experience. Well, those are my thoughts on the subject. Let me just end by saying that I love your reviews and pretty much everything PVC Productions has done so far. Regards from Mexico, Cagius. Yay, Mexico. I love that we have international fans. So cool. And thank you all so much for writing in and telling me your thoughts about codes and using them versus not using them and the Game Genie and all those other kinds of things. It's really, really awesome to be able to hear all your thoughts. And these are just a handful of some of the people that wrote in. So definitely keep the viewer mail coming. If you have any questions or game reviews, let me know. Write to me here at littlemissgamer at pvcproductions.com. Don't forget the hyphen in between PVC and productions. And uh, I'll see you next time. Keep playing.